It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hi there. Welcome to the Oracle Speaks. I am the Village Elliot. I am going to tell you about the past, present, and future of the Cleveland Browns. And in particular, I want to talk about the upcoming game with the Baltimore Ravens. I've done some statistical analysis that I'd like to share with you. I found out some interesting trends. I did not expect to find out what uh, what I did find out, but I'll share it with you. Um, first, though, I want to I want to talk about kind of a pet peeve that I have, and we talked about this a little bit last time, uh, also on um, the Cleveland Browniacs show, where it's me and Joel Cade, the left guard. Um, I'm a little bit upset. I'm upset with the national media. Uh, we have a player on the Cleveland Browns. He's a very good player. His name is Nick Harris. He's a 293-pound offensive lineman that the Browns have been using at the fullback position, at the tight end position, and also you could say that he's an H-back. He's been not used as a center. Well, he's been used as a center a little bit when he's the Ethan Posick got hurt for a little while. He went in and substituted. But that's not what he's really been doing. Let's talk about that. I want to show you some visual aids. Let me just ask this question. Let me present this, the share screen feature. Go to PowerPoint. There's PowerPoint. Share. And... Um, all right, so there we go. And let's see if I can make this a little bit bigger. I realize it doesn't work really great, but let's do it anyway. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that does anything or not. Does it? Okay, I hope that it does. Last time I, I'm a little bit embarrassed. I thought that I was sharing the screen and I actually wasn't. So you probably saw me staring off into space looking like an idiot, but that's okay. All right, this shows Nick Harris. Uh, let's let's take a look at this. We've got the Browns lineup here. We've got Amari Cooper on the left side. That makes sense, right? And we've got uh, the lineup that we'll see probably something like this against Baltimore. We've got James Hudson on the left side, Joel Batonio, Ethan Buzzick, Wyatt Teller, Dewan Jones. Hopefully he'll be healthy. And then there's this guy, Nick Harris, on the far right. And he's actually a tight end in this formation. Let me ask you, does that man look like he's playing center way out on the right cent side of the field in an eligible position? Does he look like a center? And if not, why is he listed as a center by Pro Football Focus and every other major sporting publication on the Internet? I don't think that makes any sense. The guy is playing uh, an offensive position. He's playing tight end. He's playing fullback. And I don't know how they're grading him as a center when he's playing tight end and when he's playing fullback. There's other uh, positions that we've shown or other slides that we've shown where Nick Harris lines up as a true fullback, um, but he's not playing center for the Cleveland Browns except for one game when, as far as I know, it was just one game when he went in for Ethan Posick when he got hurt. So it's crazy. But anyway, this shows the Browns' three tight end formation where he's got Nick Harris, eligible receiver. He's got Jordan Aikens, eligible receiver, but they're usually there for blocking purposes. And they, then David Njoku is out on the flank, um, and he's uh, you know the, the receiving threat. And I've kind of exaggerated this. They, they really kind of uh, just sort of subtly stack the tight ends on the right side. And then they've got the running back, and it's usually Jerome Ford, and he's prepared to either sweep right and use the, these guys as big running, uh, you know, blockers. You remember they've got a 300-pound guy, a 260-pound guy, and the Joku's a big guy too. And, uh, you know, so what's going to happen is we're going to try to block these guys with defensive backs. Now, they do have Kyle Hamilton, who's a very good, strong safety, and he is, a, you know, rather big for a defensive back. Or are they going to commit linebackers and even uh, defensive linemen to try to stop that play? That's really the choice that the Browns are offering to Baltimore Ravens. Do you want to commit extra resources to stopping our run play when we're playing three tight ends on the right side? And does that mean you're going to leave Amari Cooper in single coverage? And that's a deal that we probably want to take advantage of. Amari Cooper has just been absolutely brilliant this year. It's just absolutely phenomenal. And I remember making a bad prediction saying that, you know, uh, he's going up against Devon Witherspoon when the Browns played Seattle. I'm thinking that Devon Witherspoon is one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL, <clears throat> even though he's a young player. And uh, that might be uh, tough sledding, but he had a great game anyway. Amari Cooper has been great against all opponents, no matter who they throw at him, no matter what coverages they use, he's been getting his share of receptions. And in fact, that's what led me to consider the differences between 
the uh, Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to take a small commercial break. First, I want to have a shout out for the Xenia Brown backers who are having their first uh, football party at the new um, uh, in the BW3 restaurant in Xenia next to Walmart. And so you're all invited. Everybody in Southwest Ohio is invited to come. It should be a really good time. And let me now pause for a commercial break. Let me pause five seconds. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, welcome back, and we're ready to go to the next slide. And what I was expecting to find, quite frankly, was that I believed uh, going into this study that the Baltimore Ravens were much deeper than the Cleveland Browns. I felt that we had problems with depth at the wide receiver um, position. And in fact, that's true. Um, but I found out that we were actually relatively comparable, at least on paper, to what the Baltimore Ravens are experiencing. I thought that Baltimore was a better judge of talent uh, you know, than our front office. Um, but actually, the numbers show that the Browns have been able to put things together. It's not been pretty. Um, but remember also that the the Browns have been operating for much of the season, maybe about half of the season, with a third-string quarterback, whereas Baltimore has a superstar in Lamar Jackson. Now, of course, that's uh, not saying that the Browns should be considered equal to 
Baltimore on that basis, but I'm saying that in evaluating the performance of the front office this season, that you have to take that into account. Remember also that the Browns and the Ravens are operating without the services of their first string running back. J.K. Dobbins went down very early in the first game, I believe, for Baltimore. And of course, the Browns are without Nick Chubb, although he did, even in a few short games, um, pile up some statistics and he's still listed here. What I've done is I've compiled the total yards from scrimmage for the three uh, main position groups, running back, wide receivers, and tight ends. And uh, let's just compare uh, these groups one to the other. Uh, and remembering, I did not list the quarterbacks, and you know Lamar Jackson is taking a big load off of the running backs because he's got 440 yards rushing. So their rushing attack with Lamar Jackson is clearly superior to the Browns. But let's talk about what they've done in the running back room. The Browns have gotten very good mileage out of uh, Jerome Ford. He he doesn't do everything exactly up to specifications. We've expressed some frustrations with the fact that he sometimes hesitates as he comes up to the line of scrimmage and does this kind of what I would call greasy kid stuff where he thinks about reversing his field. But he's got 564 yards from scrimmage. That's pretty good uh, for a second-year running back who did not have <clears throat> a lot of carries last season. All right, that compares very favorably to Gus Edwards, who's a veteran. It's, he's only 28 years old, but it seems like he's been in the NFL for like 20 years. He must have started when he was eight years old. He has about the same number of yards from scrimmage as our guy. Uh, in the number two position, they have Justice Hill, who's right now in his prime, and he's a very good number two back. He's originally scheduled to be the number three kind of change of pace guy. Reem Hunt started the season late, but he's been coming on like gangbusters and doing a very good job. So I think, okay, well, we've done pretty good with that. Uh, Keaton Mitchell is kind of similar. He's a rookie who started to accumulate yards in bunches, had a very good game last week. And uh, they also have another veteran, Melvin Gordon, who is on the bench if he's needed. So they have four people in the running back room, which was my point at the beginning of the season. A lot of people gave me flack for it, but I was saying, look, I know we have Nick Chubb, but you still need to have four running backs in the running back room. And you can't just say that we have Jerome Ford and he was a good kick returner last season, and so we don't need anybody else in the running back room. Well, it turns out that you do need to have four running backs, and right now we have three. Uh, but all three of them are performing at a reasonable level, not replacing Nick Chubb, but they're performing at a reasonable level. And even Pierre Strong has 186 yards from scrimmage. That's pretty good. That's not bad. So the performance is there from the running back room. Even though they added uh, some pieces late, they've been good pieces. So let's give the Browns front office some credit there. I thought it was going to be a total mismatch, but they've actually been rather credible. Now, in wide receiver, we have a slightly different story. There is really 
only one wide receiver on the Cleveland Browns. It's Amari Cooper. He is the MVP of the offense thus far. He has a huge number of yards, 617. It doesn't matter what the defense throws up against the Browns. They get the ball to Amari Cooper, and he catches it. Double coverage doesn't matter. Put up the all-pro cornerback against him, doesn't matter. He catches the football under all circumstances. It's just kind of amazing how good he is uh, at age 29, which is not always recognized to be the prime of a wide receiver's career. But in his case, I, I think this might be his best career or his best year of his career. He's been incredible. I hope that everybody appreciates just how good he's been, especially given the fact that he's been working with a quarterback that's not Peyton Manning, not Tom Brady, but with a third-string quarterback on the Cleveland Browns. That's tough. Um, our number two guy is um, several notches below Cooper, Elijah Moore. He's done kind of okay, but you know, if you kind of just mentally double his yardage total, say he's at 281 um, at the midway point of the season, so maybe he's headed towards a 560 to 600-yard season. That's not really a lot for a number two wide receiver who starts every game. But on the other hand, the Ravens are in the same situation. They, too, do not have a number two wide receiver that is on the same level as Zay Flowers, their rookie who's been really rather sensational coming out of the box. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is kind of a recycled veteran. He's been doing pretty well, but it's only got 224 yards. You know, that's not a lot. Uh, another recycled veteran is Odell Beckham Jr. He's got 218 yards, you know, so they're trying to give each other a lot of rest, I guess. Um, and also uh, Rashad Bateman, I believe, was a number one draft pick a few years ago. So they're all right around 200 yards, so they're not really super productive, but they're rotating guys in and out, and um, they're getting some yards, but they're not really – uh, uh, really entrenching themselves as a, a guy that has to start uh, on the Baltimore Ravens. Odell Beckham Jr. is the starter, but it's not like he's clearly heads and shoulders above Bateman Duver or Duvernay even. Duvernay I've always liked. I've always liked him. He was, I've, I think, a number three round draft pick a few years ago, but uh, he's not getting that much playing time right now. Now, over on the Browns side, once you get past Elijah Moore, you kind of fall off a cliff. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I forgot to list him. Donovan Peoples-Jones should be on this list. Uh, in fact, how come this came out uh, right? I should have listed six wide receivers, but I didn't. He is, a, I think, in the 90s of yards. And uh, even though, you know, he didn't catch anything he's still on our list just because everybody else is even lower in their totals Marquise Goodwin 43 David Bell 33 yards and Cedric Tillman is the new starter basically he's replacing Donovan Peoples-Jones and has a lot of snaps in the last game but he only had like three yards last game and one target so he's not being targeted not getting any yards. It's the same story as Donovan Peoples-Jones. We hope that he'll break out, 
but we're seeing that pattern being repeated where the only wide receiver that um, Deshaun Watson seems to be comfortable with is really Amari Cooper, and then he throws to Elijah Moore kind of behind the line of scrimmage or very short passes and makes for uh, small gains, which is okay, but it's not really the wide-open passing game that we thought we were going to get. In fact, one of the dumbest things that I've said this season is that I said, said that, well, look, we don't really have the running backs after Nick Chubb, and this is before we re-signed uh, Kareem Hunt and before we started giving the ball to Pierre Strong. So I said, we've got no choice. We've got to do things Deshaun's way and start using four and five wide receiver formations. Well, there are no four and five wide receivers. They really do have to tr try to find a way to run the football, even if it's not really super efficient. They do have the amazing defense that's right up there with the very best in the NFL. That's going to keep them in the game, even if the offense is not very good. And so I don't think they need to necessarily have uh, an offense that throws the ball all over the ball yard. I just don't think they have the personnel to do that. Um, both the Browns and Baltimore have a very effective tight end. David Njoku's got 319 yards and also blocks very well. That's excellent for a tight end. He's often joined by uh, Jordan Akins, who's a superb blocker. And uh, Harrison Bryan also gets a little bit of playing time as well. Mark Andrews has been really their go-to guy on offense after a slow start. I think he was probably banged up a little bit at the beginning of the season. They didn't widely advertise that fact. They have a second tight end whose name is Isaiah Likely, and uh, he's getting some playing time in the two tight end formation as well. Uh, Patrick Ricard is their fullback, you'll recall. I think he weighs 311 pounds, and he is a load. They have a very similar offense. Uh, to what uh, Kevin Stefanski likes to run, where they have a fullback. They will run the three wide receiver offense and do all those same kinds of things with big guys uh, rather than trying to finesse you with uh, five wide receivers and you know, try to generate confusion in the backfield that way. So that's the takeaways are that the Browns uh, are not, substantially different from the Ravens. I thought that the Ravens were were light years ahead of us in terms of their ability to acquire uh, excellent personnel on the bench, but really we both have some depth issues. Uh, the Browns' most glaring weak point, I think, is depth at wide receiver. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, man, there were so many articles that were saying that, oh, the Browns are going to have to have seven, maybe eight wide receivers in the 53-player roster. And, uh, well, I think that was kind of um, overkill. I mean, come on. That that was uh, that was not reasonable. Um, the Browns do not have great wide receivers at this point. I think that they need to find out um, if they're going to be able to uh, get some mileage out of their – um, rookie uh, third-round draft pick and see if he can play wide receiver in the NFL. 
Um, I think that's very possible. Um, <clears throat> uh, he was uh, injured at the beginning of the year. And um, for that reason, he did not get very many or very much uh, uh, playing time. Um, but I think it's very possible that we may see him uh, you know, become much more of a factor in the, the uh, second half of the season. So very, very hopeful there that we may see some uh, less ridiculous statistics than we saw in the first half of the season. And in the last game, I was very disappointed um, that um, we saw, um, I think, 70-some-odd um, snaps for, and I'm talking about Cedric uh, Tillman now, and, and only one, I think, one target, if I'm not mistaken, one target in 70 snaps. It was just the same story as Donovan Peoples-Jones, where he's playing just about the whole game, and Watson won't give him the time of day, and I don't know whether it was a problem with him getting open or whether he's just, you know, whether the quarterback is just afraid to throw him the ball or what the problem is. But right now, the Browns' offense features um, Amari Cooper as the the feature wide receiver, and that's it. The uh, they give a few balls to Elijah Moore, and then everybody else just does not have a purpose in life. That are just occupying space on the roster and not contributing very much. I'm not sure whether it's really the case that they don't have the ability. I think that they need to find ways to diversify that passing offense. I think David Bell can certainly catch footballs. I don't know that he's ever going to be a breakaway wide receiver, but if whenever they throw the ball to him, it sticks to him. I, don't, I haven't seen him drop very many balls. Now, Marquise Goodwin, on the other hand, has very good speed and has a history of making catches, although this year his statistics are not very good for hanging on the football. It's a small data size, but we need to get these guys into the offense in some way. Um, so that's the part that I think is the most concerning is that there's a complete lack of depth as revealed by the numbers. I'll be the first to tell you that I'm not the greatest scout in the world. I'm not an X's and O's guys, but I can tell you that the statistics are showing that Amari Cooper is the only wide receiver that's getting attention right now from uh, Deshaun Watson and the Browns offense. I don't know whether it's by, by design, whether it's because the other wide receivers are that bad or whether there's some sort of uh, mental hang up there or what the problem is. But I do know that, that it's a very strong limitation for what the Browns are able to do. All right. Well, that's really what I had to say for today's broadcast. And I'm very thankful for you sharing your time. Uh, many of you are driving to or from work and um, playing this on the Apple or some of the other uh, media that carry this broadcast. Uh, others are at home watching it on YouTube, and we're very grateful for you. If you like, uh, please subscribe. It really helps us a lot, and uh, we'll see you again um, tomorrow. Take care now, and God bless. Bye-bye.